Hi. How are you doing? It's been um, a couple weeks since my uh, podcast was last released. Um, as you may have seen on my stories on Instagram, um, I had to pause and take a break because I was feeling really unwell. I was suffering some migraines, <laughs> which then turned into my pelvis and lower back just completely giving out. So I've been on bed rest um, for a week solid at one point and then just have had intermittent periods of being able to get up and do things again and then come back to rest. So this episode <laughs> is brought to you by my mattress. <laughs> I am currently resting underneath the windowsill with my plants. I have a heat pad, my lower back, and I'm just keeping it real as best as I can. Um, I was really looking forward to having new episodes out every Friday, um, but when when life throws me something and asks me to pay attention, I do my very, very best to listen. And whilst there hasn't been um, much happening in podcast land or any other aspect of my business really, or life, um, I've been really tending to the inner landscape and trusting what has come through. And I did ask at one point on on the Instagram stories again, just what it was that you guys wanted to hear from me. And the clear winner was more about stories, my personal stories. And the other aspect was how the work of the archetypes and the feminine, I guess, plays a part in the way we relate in our relationships, right? So this, I guess, is a personal story about how this work really weaves through my body and how it wove through me in the last two weeks. Um, so yeah, make yourself comfy. I know I am. <laughs> and uh, if the sound quality is not great, it's it's because of my current setup. So hopefully it doesn't annoy y'all too much, but uh, I'm just rolling with it and I hope you can too. I'm actually going to have a sip of my tea with you, so maybe you can as well. Mm. Oh, that's much better. <clears throat> so... I guess I'll start by saying every everything I, I do is really working around or in devotion to let's say I'll reframe that it's in devotion to the feminine and the ways in which that energy shows up in every individual being is is different but for me she she shows up the feminine energy shows up in my body the most and then that's when images and words start to come but it comes through the felt sense in my in my body first and then other aspects kick off so um, about a year ago 
um, and I've shared this on my personal Instagram, which is just Adriana Zaccardi. You can go back. I think it's in my IGTV collection if you wanted to go back and watch that. But um, recently I shared what had happened about a year ago and I've been on this spiraling healing journey for a year, almost a year, it'll be July, um, with one particular aspect of my life, which was in a real intimate relationship. And ever since that um, deteriorated, I've been, or ended, I've been experiencing a lot of physical pain in my lower back and pelvis. And I've been working with that and meeting that and I've been in and out of the underworld, which is uh, something that comes up in archetypal rites of passage, uh, even when you're just talking about the feminine in general, the descent energy into the death, to the decay, the death, and then prior to the rebirth before surfacing again. Um, using the image of the great round is something I do in my teaching, so you can just imagine this cycle, similar to the seasons we move through in the year, right? Or in one's menstrual cycle too, because that can be mapped as well. But I've been working with the descent, the decay, the death energy, and, and I'm working towards the re rebirth. When I say working towards, it's sort of like the part of it I'm being guided into now. And um, it really hit me again when my back went about two weeks ago now. And a really big piece of that was being able to see in my own self as it relates to grief is this um, tendency to outsource my power or to hold on to something really really tightly um, because it defined me and I've been working with this grief as I mentioned for a while now and there was a part of me that really felt like I was always going to have it. And I think that was a, a gripping in my system. Like it's like I couldn't put it down. And when my lower back and pelvis was in deep pain, and I'm still navigating this pain. Um, I'm in a different relationship to it now, but I'm still navigating this pain. And... Um, I'm sharing that because not because I want brownie points or attention because it's real like so many people are dealing with pain maybe physical or emotional or mental all of the time so I'm just being real I'm deep in my work <laughs> I yes I'm I'm guiding and teaching it but I'm also devoted to it in my own life and and so yeah this is where I'm at but um I think the hardest part about being incapacitated because I literally couldn't walk and I live in an apartment luckily with some other incredible people um but they're stairs so I couldn't I couldn't even stand up I couldn't sit I couldn't walk and um I really needed help and it was really confronting for me and I could see how much um, resistance I had to 
letting the help in, like letting the love in and the care in from these two women that I live with. And I felt the uh, deep shame and embarrassment of not being able to do it myself. The fear of being perceived as weak. Um, and actually how much force there is as being open or how much strength there is in being open to a force that is loving or like just someone caring for you like to be held and witnessed in in that and I was like hysterical like it was a 10 out of 10 pain for me I've never had pain like that before and to be in that state and have my housemates like whom you know I know but not very well like witness me hold me feed me help me to go to the bathroom you know to get around the flat for three days until the pain relief started to mobilize help mobilize my body like it was really intense and I don't know has anyone like have you ever felt like that before like can you remember a time where you had to completely surrender into receptivity like I see I see it in um, other areas of my life but this was, was intense and I was so like clinging on to any form of control I think before I admitted I even needed help I attempted after resting for a stint in bed I attempted to get up and go down to the stairs and and feed myself and like I just came back crying even more and that was when I was like okay when are you gonna <laughs> when are you gonna let go of this my love and let people love you let them look after you and it wasn't easy but I had no other choice also like I had to let it in and I had to put down my desire to control my desire to look a certain way in order to receive that you know I'm just pausing because there's a part of my mind that's aware that this format of the podcast is a little different to what I've done before and I'm like judging myself for that so just <laughs> being with it and knowing that whoever's listening will receive what is needed from that or from this you know my I'm not perfect I don't ever proclaim to be but I do wish to show up as me and this is me today the other piece that um has really landed for me more profoundly since having this um, bout of bed rest has been my relationship to the physical pain in my body I mentioned it you know earlier on in the in the episode here but it's like I was outsourcing and looking for someone to help me to take my pain away be it the medication be um my osteopath be it um it's anyone <laughs> I was like 
I felt this desperation to give it away it's too much how could I ever handle this like is it ever gonna stop like the genuine fear around that and um, relationally that just really felt like my inner child or as as in the archetypal lens the the inner maiden my my wounded fearful scared maiden who's just really dysregulated and just needs her mama right and then whilst that would be true I also began to experience this clinging to my pain and I was exploring just a practice of you know creating more mobility in my body and I had a a moment in my practice where I had the message come through be be the opening be available to what I'm feeling sensational um, sensationally in my body and whilst it wasn't high 10 like the pain is still quite high and in the not giving it away or the desperate plea for help or in not clinging to it and being available to what is present in my body what wants to move through my body um something like just clicked and it allowed a a miracle or a moment of freedom to occur because all my body is and you know it might sound strange to minima uh, minimize it but my body is an an opening a vessel and I think everything happens on multiple planes so like I my pain couldn't release until my heart was able to open and my my mind and my spirit were able to align to to this this statement of like I am the opening or to be the opening and when those things slotted into place in my felt experience in this time and space the miracle happened and once the opening was there and it started to close back up you know panic naturally came back in but then I real remembered like this can happen again and working with that has allowed me to find the freedom has allowed me to put down the pain I've been carrying and have a or grief I've been exploring and, and have a different relationship to my body this returning to my body's wisdom again and again and you know I this is why I teach it and it has to it goes through me again and again and these lessons aren't new per se but it it go deeper every time and this is why, like I've said on other episodes, that I want to have repeat guests on, that I want to go deeper and deeper into things because it's not new. And to me, this is the nature of working with the feminine because it's about repetition 
cyclical wisdom and and allowing ourselves to remember and drop into uh, a deeper place within ourselves whatever your thing is whatever is you're here to learn whatever is you're here to remember I should say it comes through again and again it's the lesson that will repeat itself and repeat itself and repeat itself in your life and for me this time it was again you know really about trusting trusting and being open trusting so I can be open trusting so life can flow through me in the way it wants to and I remember times in my life where I really felt that flow and I remember just as I was entering this relationship I felt that and so a big part of my grieving process of like healing from from this relationship it wasn't like any relationships not black and white at all this one was layered with abuse so there's also the tangle the tangled trauma woven through all of this as well so you know I say in a few words to get to the essence of it but it's very nuanced like it is with everybody but um It really is is back and I look back at that start of the start of that relationship and I just remember feeling so open and everything felt so divine and I think when that relationship ended for me I really clamped down in fear of being that open again because I did get really hurt and my life didn't turn out the way I thought it would I can laugh about it now but I, it's because there's something greater waiting for me and so this pain that I've been moving through has been really asking me to trust that again just that it's safe to open that open is the only way to be if I want to live a life that is devoted to the feminine which is life force that includes my pain that includes my joy and my pleasure and that also includes grief as much as it includes gratitude and there's something really this is where the beauty piece comes in like there's something really beautiful about being in these states and we're not expected to always stay open like this and life will contract and open again and like we'll see it in the seasons like we see it in the feminine energy like it's not about that but every time that it comes around can we befriend it can we recognize it more oh you again you know my grief my pain my sorrow hello again let me make space let me make space for you what wisdom do you have for me because the deepest the deepest grief, the deepest sorrows are what allow and are actually vital for our greatest joy. Because you can feel when someone is being fake nice, right? Fake happy, can't you? 
the people who have traversed and touched the darkest deepest places in themselves and I believe that to be like universally if they've touched that place you know you can feel it in their joy because there's always this subtle hint of melancholy that lingers around the joy it's like it's very real and it's that type of joy that can move you to tears and that type of tears of grief that can lead you back to joy so when you're in the presence of someone like that it's like you like I know for me I like I feel it in my gut and there's a deep quality to it it's heavy but it's also tingly it's like makes the hairs on the back of your neck bristle and the reason that you know I work with work to serve the feminine energy in women at this moment but like I'm sure it I mean it apply it, it lives in everyone but I'm exclusively working with women right now the reason I, I serve that is because there's nothing that matters more to me than living a life that is aligned with life force that is full full of human expression messiness rawness and whilst that's confronting as you heard me tell in my story like I also really felt I feel that those are the the liberating points the turning points and they also moments like that that I shared with you today like they expand your capacity to hold more and I think that's something that's often forgotten when we're in the decay death rebirth energy it's like what this is doing is it's like the pressure that creates the diamonds in the deep dark belly of the earth that pressure and that needs to happen the more we avoid the pressure <laughs> it almost like it just makes that time persist and I know I know that because I've experienced that sometimes it is too much and I, I've needed to just whew, regroup but it's it's like it's always going to be there like it, it's a part that can't be skipped but there's the brilliance of that diamond is felt and witnessed and held and just beheld because of what it went through to become that like the alchemy that makes the diamond I'm sure that there's more that I could say but right now this feels like like enough and I, I don't want to put pressure on like oh I should say x y and z to sound a certain way like I just wanted to be me and that's what wanted to come through me today and if there's more I'll talk to you again but it does feel 
good to speak like this. Like I constantly get feedback in different spaces of like how good it is to have just real conversations. And it's felt nice to talk to you and hopefully something, just one thing sparked your heart, sparked your curiosity. Maybe it was the fact that <laughs> I was recording this from bed and just having a real chat with you. Maybe it was something I shared in my story. Whatever it is, thank you for listening. And if anything I've said today in this episode or other episodes has resonated, it would be really great if you could share the podcast on Instagram and just tag me in it, multifaceted underscore podcast. Um, and just yeah share it with your friends um, it's in the very early days but I'm really trusting in the slow burn the slow build of this work and this is just how I how I live my life so it makes sense to be this way with the podcast um, if what you're receiving is really resonating and you want to work with me please book a discovery call I'll put a link in the show notes or you can head over to my website adrianazakardi.com and you can book a free 30-minute discovery call to go to look at exploring um, one-to-one work with me where we go in for a minimum minimum of 12 weeks and really go down and deep into the relationship with the feminine through the archetypes. Mm. Thank you for being here and I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, weekend, whenever it is you're listening to us. Be well.